Buenos dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 4th of November of 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. After images of Alex Saab's first Zoom hearing were leaked, Saab's defense requested on the 27th of October that the court enforce Law Number no. 53, which restricts access to the Zoom room. The only people allowed to enter the meeting are the family members of the accused, people that are involved, and renowned press agencies. The second hearing that was scheduled for Monday, the 1st of November, was postponed that same day for the 15th of November, as Saab's lawyer had not been able to meet with his client due to COVID-19 protocols. Later that day, it was reported that a Miami judge had dropped seven out of the eight charges against Saab as a part of his extradition agreement. However, he is still charged with conspiracy and money laundering. Speaking of corruption schemes, last week it also came to light that Jose Luis Parada, PDVSA's former general director of production and exploitation, hid more than $7 million in Switzerland in July 2014. The account that Parada managed in Andorra received money from Diego Salazar and Nelson Villalobos. These two were both part of Hugo Chavez's government and were prosecuted in Andorra in 2018 for managing a company that charged commissions to international companies to obtain direct benefits from the Venezuelan government. On the 29th of October, the Spanish National Court asked the United States for guarantees on the extradition of Hugo El Pollo Carvajal. In this request, the court demands that Carvajal's human rights be respected and that he not be sentenced to life imprisonment. Only in this way, the government of Spain will agree to Carvajal's extradition. From the 29th of October onwards, the United States will have 45 days to respond. The former Attorney General of Venezuela, Luisa Ortega Diaz, who was removed in 2017 from her position because of her critical stance against the government of Nicolás Maduro, requested international protection from the government of Spain. Ortega claims that in 2017, the constitutional thread was interrupted in Venezuela and that after she demonstrated a firm position against this, she and her family were persecuted and threatened by the Maduro government. Meanwhile, Venezuela ranks along 139 countries in the World Justice Project's Rule of Law Index. The index evaluated the performance of judges and prosecutors, the status of corruption, security, and many other things. The World Justice Project also interviewed more than 130,000 households to obtain information on their access to justice. Even though the government and the opposition had reached an agreement to eliminate protectors, Chavista figures in charge of monitoring elected opposition actors in different institutions. A protector for the Central University of Venezuela was recently appointed. The authorities of said university expressed their discontent upon learning of this unlawful measure. Now, let's discuss the latest economic news. It has been a month, and the monetary reconversion and the launching of the digital Bolivar have not affected the general economy. This is due to the fact that most businesses are dollarized and public services such as gasoline are also handled in foreign currency. This is expected to have an impact on the hyperinflation process that Venezuela is going through. Still, this process has waned in the last months because of the use of the dollar as the main currency has spread in most areas of Venezuelans' lives. 
subsidiary Sitco Petroleum is preparing to appoint two of its executives as new board members to lead the company during the upcoming negotiations between its parent boards and its creditors. The company's chief legal and government affairs officer, Jack Lynch, will also take a seat on the board. The company's earnings have suffered after the economic giant lost access to Venezuelan crude. However, it earned $3 million in the last three months after five executive quarterly losses. Sitco is also expected to appoint a new treasurer to replace Gina Kuhn, who retired earlier this year. On Friday the 29th, the Central Bank of Venezuela issued a statement addressed to all legal entities, public or private, informing about the suspension of the processing and granting of authorizations to operate as a non-banking payment service provider. This measure affects different services that offer currency exchanges into Bolivar in the country and that do not have legal status, leaving their users vulnerable. And within Venezuela, the visit of the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, Karim Khan, has brought different reactions. NGOs are concerned about political prisoners being moved to other prisons. In addition to this, relatives of Raul Baduel, a military man that was related to the government of Hugo Chavez and who recently died in prison, have requested an audience with the prosecutor to explain this case. In the midst of this atmosphere, Nicolas Maduro asked the prosecutor that the meetings be conducted in a spirit of cooperation. Maduro also thanked the prosecutor for his willingness to get acquainted with the case of Venezuela. In addition to this, the president of the Venezuelan Medical Federation, Douglas Leon Natera, asked the prosecutor to listen to the doctors and visit some emblematic hospitals in Venezuela to see with his own eyes the health holocaust caused by the socialist government of Nicolas Maduro. 85% of the hospital centers have no water, no cleaning implements, no biosecurity elements to protect the patients, doctors, and health teams against COVID-19, said Natera when making his request. Now, let's talk a little bit about apps and social media. Following the relaxation of antivirus measures, the Venezuelan government has developed an app that will allow measuring the safety of people attending public spaces, starting with restaurants. The attendees will have to enter their ID number into the app before entering a place, and the app will show if they have been vaccinated or if they have had COVID-19 recently. So far, around 400 restaurants in Venezuela have registered in this app. On November 2nd, Frank Sinatra's official YouTube account released a new animated video clip of the song How a Little Merry Christmas, which tells the story of those who spend Christmas away from their family and are starting a new life elsewhere. The video moved the people on social media networks because the images show farewells with representative images of Venezuela, such as El Avila, the Cruz Diez saturation at the airport of Maiquetia, and diners full of arepas. And to close this edition, we celebrate that Vicente Zavarse, founder and CEO of Yummy, obtained the largest investment in a Venezuelan startup. Yummy is an app that combines the services of Uber and Rappi, transportation and food delivery apps that are found in almost all of Latin America, but not in Venezuela. Zavarse recently obtained $18 million from a Series A investment capital in the United States. Asa's app has expanded to Peru and Colombia and is expected to continue growing. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Venezuela. Let us know your thoughts and ideas. 
by emailing us at Venezuela at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima!